0: Friends, welcome to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of December 12th. We want your experience each week with us to be an experience of deep soul restoration and connection with God, whatever it is we're talking about, and this week we're going to talk about the holidays. We want the epicenter to be, wow, I found God again. Wow. Jesus really met me here because that's the core need in this hour. We need God. And so we've been pausing using the rhythms of the pause app that we built called the One Minute Pause and the rhythms of an experience in that called 30 Days to Resilient as we start the show each week. So what we do is we take a moment to just check in, check in on your body. Are you tense? Check in on your breathing. Are you taking short, shallow breaths? This is an opportunity to just let everything go for a moment. Your family, the holidays, your work, whatever the, whatever the current things are that have grabbed you already this day. This is an opportunity to pause and release it. And the way we do that goes like this. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you, God. Lord, I release everyone and everything to you. And now take a few moments to do that. And we pray, Jesus, restore our union, strengthen our union, Holy Spirit, come renew my life in you. My mind, my heart, my entire created being, I pray to be filled with union with God. And we ask you to speak to us this week. Come and meet me here, Lord. You have things for me today that will prepare me for the holidays. And so I'm open, Lord. Come and speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks, Sean. Alan and I thought it would be good before the holidays are completely and totally upon us to talk a little bit about... It's kind of our annual coaching for the holidays (laughs) episode.
1: Yes. Yeah, and it always, to me, is helpful to just pause around this time because you can feel the internal acceleration that suddenly, you, you know, coming out of Thanksgiving, it felt like there was all the time in the world between... A whole month, almost, between then and Christmas. And now... The week of the 12th, it feels like there's no time and you're behind and so many more things to do. And, and it can really steal the joy and the whole purpose of what we're moving toward if we let that take root. And so we just wanted to offer you some thoughts and also some hope, but mainly to say, don't let this acceleration take you out of what Christmas really is. And,
0: and with it, the pressures, the expectations, the fears, the heartaches.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a great quote, John, that I came across. And this is from C.S. Lewis in a 1957 essay he wrote called What Christmas Means to Me. And I think he might have been a little irritated at some things happening in the season when he wrote this because I'll just read a few lines to you. He says, The idea that not only all friends, but even all acquaintances should give one another presents or at least send one another cards is quite modern and has been forced upon us by the shopkeepers. So he kind of starts off that way. And then he says this line, which I love. He says, by the time December 25th arrives, families are in no mood for making merry, but instead look far more as if there had been a long illness in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like...
0: Do you resonate with that, Alex? Well,
1: you know, if you get on the crazy train between now and Christmas, trying to get everything done, every project completed, all the lights up, everything perfect, the the parties, the gifts, yeah, by the time, the day that you're supposed to be most present and most savoring the season, you find you're just worn out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and friends, like, the... The magic is counterintuitive because the harder you try to make things special, wonderful, intimate, holy, the less it happens. And and it has to do with pressure. The nature of pressure is that it kills everything it touches. Yes. Pressure kills joy. It kills laughter. Pressure kills romance. Like you just, wherever you're trying to put it, pressure kills holiness. It kills spirituality because it's the law, right? The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And so as we were as we were preparing for our annual <laughs> holiday coach episode, here's what I heard Jesus ask. He asked it of me, but I felt that he was asking it of all of us. He said, what do you want to be different this year? That's good. That's a good question. As you think about that, Alan, what do you want to be different this year?
1: I want this year, when it comes to Christmas, I want the pace to be slower. I want to savor what I would call kind of the, the sensory elements of Christmas, the lights. There's so many beautiful lights that go up near where I live, and there's one neighborhood in particular that has these blue lights in all the trees. Like somehow they must have somebody come in and and do that. It's not an individual home by home. And so I want to spend time just walking through that neighborhood, mm. not driving by at forty miles an hour, going. Well, that was cool. I want to smell the smells. I want to. I want to read some books that are about the season. And I find if I just let the momentum of the world kick in distractions happen, pressure happens. And I find myself at the end of, of Christmas packing things away, realizing I didn't really experience it. A second thing real quick, John, is there's a way that we used to always do Christmas when our kids were younger, um, where we would always be in town. We'd always be home. We'd always kind of make it work a certain way with the kids around the tree, which was beautiful. But now that they're older, Kelly and I are talking about, we actually could do Christmas anywhere. We don't have to stick to the way it's been done. And the goal isn't to just keep repeating something over and over, but to make it fresh and new. And so we're looking at Christmas this year saying, what do we want to do? Yeah, we could be at home. We could be anywhere. What would make this special based on where everybody's at right now? So John, what do you want to be different this Christmas?
0: When Jesus asked me that question, I immediately was aware that what I do going into the holidays is I self-protect. I just start immediately guarding expectations. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I have such a profoundly romantic heart that I, I love Things like holidays. I love the sacredness. I love the joy. I love, you know, here in Colorado, the cold, all of it. Yes. And and I come into birthdays, anniversaries, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays. I, I come into summer vacations with just an enormous set of hopes and expectations that can never be fulfilled. They can never come true in all their fullness. I mean there's a, there's a child in me. The the inner <laughs> the inner boy is just longing for something and because of disappointment, because of just reality. Yeah, I mean sometimes the holidays are just full on crazy. Yes. It is full tilt that what I've begun to do in recent years is self protect mm. and just minimize expectations I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'm shutting down some of those longings, hopes, desires so that I'm not disappointed. Wow. And as soon as Jesus asked, hey, John, what do you want to be different this year? It was like that. I don't want to self-protect. Doggone it. I hate that. I, because that gets in the way yeah. of loving.
1: Yeah.
0: It, yes, I, it, I am. You open yourself up you You are vulnerable to disappointment, but my self-protection is so in the way of loving people. Mm-hmm. Now, Stace and I, are, <laughs> I have another admission. <laughs> so we're in a rotation now. Um, our children are grown, married. they have families of their own. and and so they have in-laws. And it's only appropriate that you get into a rhythm. And it was really funny when Luke was getting married, Sam and Blaine immediately pulled him inside and said, look, you got to get into the the cycle. You got (laughs) to get into the rhythm. This year, it's Christmas in Colorado. Next year, it's with the in-laws. And so we rotate, okay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, we did not have Thanksgiving with our kids. It was just Stace and I, for the first time actually ever. It was just Stace and I. But we have Christmas. Okay, so knowing that, and then here all those longings come, yes, right? They start right. yeah, it's like an iceberg, you know, coming up um, 90% below the waterline there. All this desire and hope and, and heartache from years past. And, and so <laughs> I sent out a family email. And honestly, most of it was good. Most of the motives to this were good. It was like, okay, everybody, let's get on the same page. You know, let's just be realistic. Y'all have young kids. You can't get over to our house for Christmas morning early. Let's call it Christmas brunch and take the pressure off Christmas morning. Spend Christmas morning at home. You're going to wake up. Your kids are going to be excited. That's all great. Then come over to Mia and Poppy's house. But what I was doing was trying to control outcomes. Interesting. (laughs) I like. Ah, got it. There it is again. It's like I repent. I repent. I don't. I don't want to go into this year guarded, self-protecting. I want to love and be open-handed.
1: So, does that look for you like in any given moment, just letting it play out as it does and being okay with the messiness?
0: definitely being okay with the messiness and definitely not asking my family to fill my eden heart mm. right like that that demand that we put on and every year <laughs> Every year, and Stacy's not in here to defend herself, but but she'll forgive me for this. Every year, she says, "Let's go down and and we're gonna serve at the soup kitchen on 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 Christmas Christmas Day because that's gonna be meaningful and that's gonna get us out of the commercial and <laughs> get us into the true meaning of Christmas." It just cracks me up. We did it one year; it was a disaster. It didn't. Some okay, hang on, people, don't get upset. For some people, that is a very rich tradition or thing that they want to do. It didn't work with our family rhythm and with little ones and all that. So I just am I'm cracking up at our desperate desire to orchestrate the ideal holiday experience. Yes. So what letting go of self-protecting, repenting a self-protecting looks like for me is not to control things so much. Now, I'm good at leading. I'm good at, curating meaningful experiences. And so I'll make some suggestions, mm-hmm. but very lightly, like let it let it flow. Just take the pressure off.
1: That's really good. And for Kelly and I, one of the things we have been trying to do as we've entered into it is, what are a few things that are not like the big ticket Massive, shiny, bright things, but just a few things that would bring her heart and mind joy for the season. Mm -hmm. And then let's make sure and do those early enough, like seeing the lights at the Broadmoor Hotel, you know, in town, like where we just walk and do that and it's it's one of the best experiences but it can get forgotten or left out in the rush to get everything else done yeah and so that's something we've started trying to do is go what are a few things and now let's treat those kindness to our hearts, we know it'll bring joy. Let's actually not wait till the last minute and see if there's time for those things.
0: Or to put all of it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, we're going to get to midnight mass. We're going to do all these things. And you kind of like cram it in. And yeah, at the end of Christmas Day, you, the family looks like there's been a long <laughs> illness in the house. Yes. So yeah, we are actually trying to practice some of that. Spread it out. Spread the joy out. Spread some of the, just simply the calendar out. So last week, we did a holiday dinner with our kids. We took them out to, to dinner at a restaurant here in town. We all got dressed up. And th- this restaurant really decorates for Christmas. So it's very holiday feeling. It's fun. And on December 7th, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah, to not try and crunch it mm-hmm. into Christmas week or even, yeah, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day.
1: And just not to let the world... Set the narrative, I think, is big, John. For instance, like you go into any store like the week of the 12th and all the Christmas things have already been picked over. Some are on clearance. They're already setting the next season out. And so if if you let that seep in, it starts to feel like, ah, like it's it hasn't even happened and it's over. And you start getting your mail and you see things that are like, you know, last-minute shopping in only five days. And it's this feeling of just stress or, again, I'm behind. And so... Well, Alan,
0: the way you described it to me in the studio this morning was you said that the day after Thanksgiving, you already feel behind. Right.
1: As you start the Christmas season. Exactly. Like, it's, it's this weird dynamic of leading up to Thanksgiving... It felt too early to put the lights out, you know, in the house or put the tree up or anything like that. It would have been too early. And the morning after Thanksgiving, I had this sense of, oh, wow, like we are so, be- we're hopelessly behind. Like what, how did we get so behind? And so it's, it, it, it is this juxtaposition that neither side feels right. You know, it's, it's too early to start. Oh, you're behind the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so this year, we just wanted to talk to the listeners and say, let the pace be, you're not behind, let the pace be kind to your heart, see what rhythm God wants to set for you and your family and, and just take it in, in a way that, that makes your heart come alive because Christmas otherwise will be a blur. Yeah. You'll wake up on the other end of it and wonder what happened. Yeah. I love it that you said rhythms because
0: I had written that down as I was listening to Jesus about this year and what he might have for our listeners. And he said, don't abandon your rhythms. So we've been talking all year on the podcast in various ways about healing rhythms, sacred rhythms, rule of life. Yes. Even down to just as simple as, you know, the one minute pause app and doing that twice a day. There are rhythms that allow us to live well, whatever the season may be. And Stace and I were overseas this fall. It was pure work. It was not a play trip. It was not a holiday. It was was multiple speaking events overseas. And there's something about that schedule. We had one lunch and one dinner to ourselves in nine days. And it was just do 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 And what happened was the, the sheer pace of it caused us to abandon our personal rhythms, the things we do in the morning, things we pause at noon to do, the things we do at bedtime, you know, three times a day, just to maintain our union with Christ and, and our life in God. And we were wiped out at the end, hmm. not because of the schedule, but because we had abandoned the rhythms that keep us centered, grounded, clear-headed, clear-hearted. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, look, don't don't let the madness cause you to abandon your rhythms, folks. Hold on
1: to those very things. That's huge. And, And December is probably the one month of the year we do abandon our normal rhythm. And the thought that, well, it's all good stuff, but yeah, our tanks can be most empty in December because of that.
0: And here's the pernicious thing, because it's about Jesus. Yeah. Right? So it's the church service you want to get to, it's the choral thing you're trying to get to, or it's serving at the soup kitchen, or you know, it's it's Jesus activities, Christmassy activities, but that's not the same thing as your life in God. As the, as the personal yes. practices that keep us centered. And so if I could give our friends one more piece of advice, it would be ask God. Ask God mm. about everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you ask Jesus about the commitments that you're making and the timing of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we've, we've got we've to get to my folks on Christmas Eve, we've got, to, we've got to get there. So we have to, what, fill in the blank. You know, really? Back up and, and ask God about these things. What day you should drive, how long you should take, how long you should spend with the in-laws, the, you know, just everything about it, right?
1: Right, and I would add to that, if we will just pause and say, God, what am I looking to for life this Christmas? and let there be kind of his interpretation or light on that because it takes the pressure off of everyone in our family and ourselves if we go, yep, that Christmas pageant isn't going to bring life. It may be beautiful. It may be fun. But if I'm betting it all on that or what's under the tree Christmas morning or the church service, the candlelight service the night before, like, Said like you it, said, it's very revealing, I know, for me to say, what am I putting all of my hopes in mm. and then to say, God, I want to realign that. I want you to be what I put my hope in. Mm. And then the messiness that happens is okay yeah. because none of those things had to carry that baggage yeah. of The all important has to come through moment.
0: Yeah. And again, it's that beautiful balance between I'm not going to self protect. Right. I'm not shutting down. Yeah. I want to stay in a posture of love and openness. I'm also not controlling and I'm not bringing all my hopes and expectations to a person, an event, a church service. uh, You know, it's just a day, gang. I mean, in, in the end, it's just 24 hours. I'm cracking up, Alan, because you're you're saying, what am I putting my expectations on? Um, it's a pirate ship.
1: A pirate ship. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> Th- this is the madness of the grandparent stage. So Stace and I have five little ones now. And it's our year for Christmas, so they'll all be coming over. I used to decorate a lot. In the front yard, we used to put up a lot of lights, you know, trim the house, do all that uh-huh. stuff. I don't do a lot of that anymore, um, but I'm online. <laughs> I'm online, and I I am about to purchase a massive—it's practically a 30-foot inflatable <laughs> yard decoration— that is a pirate ship for Christmas. What <laughs> I've never seen anything like quite like that. Well, I, I, I almost, I almost fell into it. I, it was. I'm like, whoa! Look at this. The little ones will think this is absolutely amazing because it's a pirate ship, but it's got all these toys and pirate characters and stuff on it. So it's Christmas. Yeah, and it's a piratey Christmas. <laughs> And I, I could see this thing parked on the front lawn when the, when the grandchildren pull up. And I'm just cracking myself up going, okay, John, like, yes, you love your grandchildren. Yes, you want things to be special. But, buddy, you are grasping at this <laughs> one. Here. I mean, what's next? You know, the aerial drop-in of right. live elves. <laughs>
1: like... So just to clarify, you did not. Order I did the, not. Okay. I did not.
0: We okay. we decorated the front yard. For, we we have lights up on the trees, and we have some lit some of those lit reindeer. Which, as a boy, I used to play pranks on my neighbors with those things, and you know, <laughs> steal them and put them in somebody else's right. yard, or you know, have them. Yeah, like the rut, uh, have them in mating season <laughs> with one another. You know, I do all that. Yeah. Oh well, now, no way. This is Poppy's yard.
1: Nobody better touch the pirate ship. Well, I think if you're listening and something resonates with you, the invitation is go there with God. Because the week of the 12th, you know, Christmas is not tomorrow. There is time for this season for you to have God set the rhythm to release control, to not put all your hopes on any one Event or person or dinner or gift. And that's really what we just wanted to to offer, I think today.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good, Alan. Thank you, Thank you for suggesting this. Again, folks, invite God in to the plans, the expectations, the self-protecting. Invite God in, and we're going to do the same and let him guide us in His love through the holiday season.